This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Giving edition of another Dolphins podcast. We are previewing Miami's trip to MetLife Stadium to play the New York Jets. And I have two fine young gentlemen joining me at the kids' table. Merrick Brave, Joshua Houts. Happy Thanksgiving, my friends. Happy Thanksgiving to both of you as well. Happy Thanksgiving to our listeners. If you're listening to this now on Thanksgiving, that must mean your family sucks. And, and that's okay. A lot of families do suck. Uh, sorry that yours does, but uh hey. We're your new family now. You can just call me daddy. Merrick will supply you food, apparently, too. That's a thing. <laughs> Good God. How am I supposed to follow that up? I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, we are thankful for all our listeners. I've said it before. You know, there's no us without them. But um, hopefully, if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, it's not because your family stinks. It's because you just uh, think so you're highly on of your us, walk. right? You're yeah, and you want that person on your walk, and you want us it, to join you. That is, that sure. is what the real listenership's coming from, right, Josh? Yeah, and I was going to say, I'm sure there's no pressers tomorrow and things like that. I mean, who better to listen to than the three of us? I mean, it seems like the perfect uh, Black Friday Eve, right? Wouldn't that not be perfect? Guys, I think the best place to start with this, and we don't have to get too deep into the weeds here because we did something a little unusual this week. Josh and I both released solo pods. Uh, but guys, I just want to ask you, um, is it true that all over the world they speak ass whooping? Is that, is that a real thing? Everywhere I've gone, they speak ass whooping. I taught them the language, baby. <laughs> Stone Cold taught me the lesson. Open up a can of whoop ass, right? Wasn't that Stone Cold? Yeah, I think everywhere yes, they sir. do speak ass whooping. What a great moment from Hard Knocks because sometimes I think we just need someone to be a football guy, right? Just be the – I guess you even think back to like your middle school football coach. Just someone yelling some sort of nonsense that everyone's just like – buying into like yeah yeah let's get into it uh but man hard knocks was a lot of fun if you'd like more content about that joshua did a recap of that on this feed if you'd rather read some words i did a recap on the finsider but gentlemen the new york jets have lost three straight games and will now play on black friday against the miami dolphins 
little trivia question. Do you guys know why it's being played at 3 p.m.? Oh, that's a great question. Who knows? Uh, shopping? Not at all. Have to do with literally shopping? No, literally no idea. It's Winter solstice. Oh. So there was something, there's a law that there can't be NFL games after 6 o'clock on Fridays or on Saturdays during the college and high school football season because they were afraid that viewership of those would shrink if you had NFL games at that time. So they're doing the 3 p.m. to kind of slide under that radar. How about them? Very interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. Thank you, Jake. Learn something new every day when you're on this podcast. So like and subscribe and and give us those five-star reviews, right? That nailed it. Guys, the Dolphins have a huge concern building, and it's kind of sounding like this is a unit that could use Delvin Cook. Salvan Ahmed was placed on injured reserve. Mike McDaniel came out on Wednesday saying that it sounds like Devon Achan could maybe play, but knowing this Miami Dolphins coaching staff, I'm leaning that he won't play. So outside of saying Jeff Wilson, comeback season, I don't know what else to say about this running back room. Raheem Mostert playing 55 of 70 snaps last week. Awesome. Great for my fantasy team. It's not going to be sustainable through January. No, and Raheem Mostert has an extensive injury history as well. Thankfully, uh, not this year. We're going to knock on wood, cross fingers and toes that uh, it stays that way. Uh, thankfully, it sounds like the the HN injury isn't too serious. And, you know, they're even leaving the door cracked ever so slightly open that he could play on Friday against the Jets. Like you said, Jake, considering the history of this coaching staff and, and how conservative they are with injuries, I doubt that happens. Um, could see maybe somebody like Darrington Evans. Uh, on the practice squad, he gets a call up. I think it's going to be a big Jeff Wilson week. You, you had a tweet out there that said uh, Jeff Wilson was going to have uh, a two touchdown there. game, right? Two touchdown game at some point here in the near future. And then I think you you walked it back a little bit when you saw HN uh, was active and Ahmed was active over Wilson. He had the healthy scratch last <laughs> last weekend. But I think I think that two touchdown performance could very well come uh, against these New York Jets on, on Black Friday football here. Um, I think it's going to be the the Wilson show uh, in addition to the Mostert show, obviously. But you almost wonder if maybe Wilson gets a little bit more run than Mostert just because Mostert had so many carries on Sunday against the Raiders. So sneaky, sneaky fantasy play. Jeff Wilson, anyone? I like this. Yeah, for sure. And you, you wonder if this was kind of the Dolphins' plan, right? I mean, they got HM back. They figured, okay, Jeff Wilson's healthy, breaking case of emergency, right? And now you're breaking that glass because um, we, we need him. I don't know that HM's going to play this week. I know you guys both said it was a cracked open. I'm thinking it's more like a plumber crack, right? It sounded like Mike McDaniel basically came out and said, I don't want him going out there until I'm confident he can play a full game. And um, I don't think right now we truly feel like he can play a full game. So, Jeff Wilson, sign me up. Um, I had to ask you guys. I was going to look it up before I came on here, but what's Chris Brooks' status? I should know this, but um, at some point, are we not supposed to get him back this season, or was he out for the year? This is kind of a weird situation, and for people who podcast about the Dolphins as much as we do, we should know it. He was placed on injured reserve four weeks ago, but you have to miss four games, and the Dolphins had a bye week. So. so he- but he is coming back soon. He could come back soon. Well, that, and that, and then you also have to get into the numbers of things because you only get so many people that come off of IR and come back. And yeah, and you have to leave a slot or two open just in case something happens to 
one of the star players out there. I'm not naming names because I'm not jinxing this team, but you know, one of one of the the upper echelon players on this team, you got to leave a spot or two open just in case something does end up happening and you want to get these guys back for a playoff run. So I don't know. I don't know if it's worth bringing Chris Brooks back and using up one of those slots, even when he uh, becomes eligible next week. I think A-Chan should be good to go, not this week, but next week. So maybe it becomes a non-issue at that point, and you can just roll with the three-headed monster of, of Mostert, A-Chan, and Jeff Wilson. But uh, they'll certainly be looking for running back help, maybe on that practice squad. Um but yeah, this week, uh, this week it, it should be a, a two-headed monster between Wilson and Mostert, if you ask me. Let's be honest. I don't know how much uh, Chris Brooks is really going to factor into anything. No offense to Chris Brooks, but we've seen a small sample size. We all liked what we saw, but to sit here and say, okay, our running back unit might be, you know, looking a little bit low, and we're going to get Chris Brooks. I mean, that's not really going to inject life into this. So please, let's hope Achan's out there. We know how explosive he is, and he only played what, like four snaps. I mean. That is not the comeback we all expected, or he did. And let's be honest. It's my fault, guys. I started him in fantasy. (laughs) Silvana Ahmed was placed on injured reserve, but it was also pointed out that he's done for the year, right? So there's no no indication that he'll be back. Um, I wonder, because we're starting to get late in the season, what is this, week week 13 already? I I didn't even write down the week because I— Week 12, week 12. I I'm, I deeply apologize for getting ahead of ourselves because I'm squeezing every second out of this football season as I can. I wonder, you know, you see Isaiah went on injured reserve, Zeke Vandenberg. I, I don't know if he played a snap this year. And then you have Keon Cross and also on injured reserve. The only guy on that list I see possibly coming back with Chris Books would be someone like Isaiah Wynn, and then that'd be your eight spots. I wonder if we're at the spot of the season where the Dolphins would just kind of deal with it. We've seen it in the past, and it seemed kind of um, – like nonsense at the time, but maybe the Dolphins do choose, even if it's going to be a four or five, hopefully we get them back in the playoffs type injury. They can work around it with having, you know, Robbie chosen back on the practice squad or, or another way around it, just based on the newer uh, practice squad rules. So it, it's interesting because you have to think week 12, if someone gets hurt week 12, you'll see someone back right at the end of the regular season. You wonder if that's a situation the Dolphins are even going to find themselves in. So uh, I never thought we'd be talking this much about IR spots. Yeah, the new rules, they got us all kind of scrambling a little bit, trying to figure out exactly how they work. Um, But, you know, you mentioned it, Josh. Chris Brooks did look good in his limited run uh, this season. So there is a chance that, you know, and Mike McDaniel seems to always have like a a pet player or two, a guy or two that is a little bit under the radar. You know, us, us fans, even diehard fans like we are, don't know too much about, you know, Tanner Connor comes to mind as a guy that uh, Mike McDaniel loved in the past that we were all like, uh, who, what, huh? Julian Hill this year, kind of in that same boat, although Julian Hill seeing a significant amount of playing time as of late, but maybe Chris Brooks is his guy. Maybe Mike McDaniel loves him some Chris Brooks and he is, you know, chomping at the bit to, to get him back this season. We'll see. We'll see in a week if it, if it happens, but uh, I do think they'll go looking for somebody, maybe not a big name target, you know, just somebody that they can, they can use to fill in that practice squad a little bit. Um, and, and we'll see what happens, but I feel confident in a duo of, of Wilson and Moster, you know, that jets defense is, is really tough, but, but those are our guys and they've been around for a while. This is Wilson's second season in the system. And, he should have some fresh legs. His injury wasn't even uh, a leg injury anyways, was it? 
and he's not injured anyway. Ribs he's, and he's hand, just, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So he should be good to go. Let's just just give it to Jeff Wilson. Let him do his deal. I, I this I could be it. This could, this could be your this could be your two touchdown game, Jake. I've got to do it. I think Mike McDaniel's probably pretty comfortable though with running those two guys out there, right? Those are his boys from San Francisco. I was going to yeah. ask you guys, and I'd quick uh, searched on Twitter to make sure I wasn't, um, you know, just dreaming up some crazy scenario. But do you think maybe the Dolphins go calling Miles Gaskin? Uh, I think he, or I guess he's not. They're not calling Miles Gaskin, but poaching him off the Minnesota Vikings practice squad. He knows the offense. Again, they're kind of light at running back, but um. I mean, I feel like him and my, uh, him and Salvin Ahmed are kind of interchangeable, right? So maybe they will go out there and poach him and, uh, you know, pluck him right in there. But I thought when you were hyping up Chris Brooks, you were going to say um, maybe Darrington Evans is uh, Mike McDaniel's guy. And I was just going to tell you, I'm in some dynasty football leagues and I like drafted him in the fourth round of some rookie drafts. And unfortunately, <laughs> that never worked out. I, I'm not opposed to the Miles Gaskin idea. You do have to sign him to the 53 if you poach him off the practice squad, though. So that could be a little bit of an issue, Good to know. especially if the, the HN injury isn't serious and all signs indicate that it's not. couple injuries I want to highlight here. Uh, Durham Smythe returned to practice on Wednesday. He didn't practice on Tuesday. And, well, also I should say I've been saying practice on Tuesday. It would it's a simulated practice if they were practicing because it's a short week you get the three injury reports even though they aren't practicing every day so little technicality wanted to get that out of the way Durham Smythe back at practice feeling pretty good guys I don't want to overvalue a tight end when you have Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill too much but I do think that Durham Smythe is just a real consistent piece of this offense that can really stabilize some drives when they're looking for answers yeah I agree and I think he helps in that run game quite a bit you know Julian Hill uh, has been performing well for an undrafted rookie tight end, um, but I think you want a little bit of a little bit more of that veteran presence on that offense, uh, especially in that run game. I think there were a couple times Julian Hill kind of got put in a in a, a spin cycle uh, this past game against the Raiders. So I, I would like to see Durham Smythe back out there. Uh, he actually speaking to reporters after practice was over, he said he's playing. He said. He said, I'll be out there on Friday. And again, it's not up to him. It's up to the staff. And as we've talked about, they've been very conservative this year when it comes to injuries. So we'll see if he actually does suit up. I, I do remember a couple times Connor Williams saying he was going to play and that didn't happen. Good you know, point. Rob Hunt, Rob Hunt even apparently talked about wanting to be out there on Friday. So we'll see if that happens. But yeah, Durham Smythe said, hey, I'm, I'm playing on Friday. I, I feel good to go. I feel a lot better. The ankle's good. So hopefully we do see him out there. I think most of these guys that would want to come back, right? I mean, let's be honest. These guys want to play for Mike McDaniel. They want to play for this team. We all saw it um, last night. But, I mean, it's come one of those things where you don't really know what you have till it's gone, right? And Durham Smythe, I mean, we know that he's getting better at pass catching and things like that. But um, the offense definitely looked a little different. But you do got to give a shout-out to Julian Hill because he has at least went out there and, and looked competent. Um, and just while we're talking about Durham Smythe, I want to give him a shout-out. He was uh, one of the nominees for the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award, the only person – uh, well, each team, I guess, gets a player nominee, and Durham Smythe will be representing the Dolphins. So shout out to him for that. But, uh, yeah, I hope he's out there on Sunday and or Friday, and I sure hope that Robert Hunt's right there with him. My vote goes to Kareem Jackson. Guys, it is a plus 700 to get Jeff Wilson for two touchdowns. Last week, it was plus 4,400. Obviously, they ended up voiding my ticket, but I did it. I just placed the bet, but – just wanted to throw wow. out there. live do, are do you get suspended nice. for that you 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 bet at the facility <laughs> in this 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 stream yard meeting here yeah, he'll be getting <laughs> the a fine. stream yard facility 
If Tyreek nah, can I get just, a fine for throwing the deuces up, I think Jake can get fined for that. No. I think the coolest thing is seeing Tyreek Hill's uh, gloves, and there was a moment in Hard Knocks where a ref went up to him and said, oh, by the way, you can't throw the peace sign. His gloves have the peace sign outlined, so it looks like he's throwing it up even though he's got all four fingers and his thumb up, and I, I thought that was pretty smart. I almost uh, bought you, a pair if, of those. If you watch the replay of his touchdown, he does kind of wave that hand a little bit as he's going in there. So even though they said they would flag him for doing that, they didn't actually do it. And he wasn't too, like, you know, egregious and with it. He, every time I see that ref, though, I think of uh, Dan Aykroyd, and I feel like I'm watching Ghostbusters or something. Does that ref not look just <laughs> like him? Like, every time I see him, I'm like, yo, that's Dan. No, that's not Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Guys. I know you're playing the Jets, a divisional rival. Everyone wants to do nothing more than stomp the life out of them. You want to embarrass them. This is a national TV game. Despite it being 3 o'clock on a Friday, the numbers are getting nuts. And there are a lot of Dolphin fans that have a really bad taste in their mouth after beating the Raiders just by seven points. So you're thinking, let's go to New York. Let's dominate the Jets. They have Tim Boyle starting. But above that, I think a bigger priority for this offense, I would. I just want to see a clean game. I just want to see a, a professional uh, unit go out there, no fumbles, no interceptions, no penalties. And I think if the Dolphins do that, it would be the cleanest, cleanest looking, maybe 30 to three type win ever. But if the Dolphins get into a situation where they're being a little too cute, they turn the ball over a couple of times, this game might make me be feeling a little queasy a little too quick. Yeah, and I mean you could see you could see either of those things happening. You you really could. Uh people look at the Jets and it, especially us as Dolphins fans, we kind of laugh at them a little bit especially when you when you monitor their quarterback situation which has been uh, you know, a clown show all season long. Uh but they do have a great defense. They really do. They really have a, a great defensive line. They have a fantastic secondary. Um, and that should alone keep this game close. The Dolphins offense, I don't want to use the word struggling. They put up 422 yards last week against the Raiders. Those turnovers, though, can't happen. That needs to stop. That needs to stop now. We talked about last time I was on with you guys last week how the, you know, the turnover differential is not in the Dolphins' favor this season. They're at a negative four turnover dif differential. Uh, thankfully, they got three turnovers of their own on defense against the Raiders. Otherwise, it would be worse than that with the two fumbles and the interception last Sunday. But if they want to not just win this game, but like you said, Jake, you know, dominate in a way on the scoreboard. They're going to have to keep those turnovers to a minimum or even better yet, not get any turnovers at all. So uh, the defense is a tough one to go against, but this Dolphins offense should be able to take care of things. And, 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 and especially going against an opposing offense like the Jets, which is abysmal and is going to be quarterbacked by something named Tim Boyle. Like, come on now, you should be getting the ball with good field position, you might get some turnovers of your own. You could you could get the ball in in the red zone even after a fumble or or an interception. You should be able to put some points on the board. And if you if you can play smart football and, and not fumble and not throw interceptions, then this shouldn't be too difficult of a game for the Dolphins to win. 
It shouldn't be, but we've seen him struggle before in these matchups, right? Especially against the Jets. So um, I'm intrigued to see what gives. I think this one's going to be a lot more like that matchup we saw last week. You said, what's a Tim Boyle? We could have said the same thing about Aiden O'Connell, right? AOC, what is the AOC? And, I mean, you look at that Raiders offense. I mean, they had some playmakers just like uh, the – the New York Jets have. I guess the difference would be that offensive line. I mean, they still have Brees Hall. They have Garrett Wilson. I'm not trying to say that, that we should be scared of them because we have, again, defense playing at the highest level right now. But we know how these divisional matchups go. So I won't be surprised if this game was a little bit closer than a lot of fans want. You know, we might have that bitter taste in our mouth still. But um, like Jake asked me last week, what would you rather do? You know, win a close game, um, you know, with nice stats and things like that or, or win a game ugly. And I would always much rather have that win. So um, it'll be interesting to see how these two teams match up. Interesting to see the way Robert Sala goes against his good friend Mike McDaniel but like Merrick said if the Dolphins want to be that team that we all expect them to be want to be playing well into January hopefully February they got to go out there they got to be able to beat the New York Jets right on Black Friday you know after um you just got off a win over the Raiders. I mean, they should have no trouble beating this team, but um, they do a very good defense. So we'll see what happens. I wish I had the stats up for Sauce Gardner uh, versus Tyree Kill because we talked about how the offense can uh, almost look like, you know, pumpkins once they get thrown off their game a little bit. Once those receivers get bumped at the line, um, those Jets uh, cornerbacks are definitely physical. The Jets won the last time the Miami Dolphins were in New York, 40-17. to Brees Hall went absolutely bananas that game. The last time Tua played the New York Jets was week 15 of the 2021 season. However, the Miami Dolphins have won 21 of 30 games started by Tua since he became quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. Raheem Mostert actually had 113 yards rushing in that last game against New York. And guys, how do you feel that the Miami Dolphins are going to approach this game? I guess I should ask, what do you want to see out of them? Because I go back to Hard Knocks, and I think this is something I was saying even before Hard Knocks. Tyree Kill leaves with a hand injury. Mike McDaniel's saying, I need Reek. He goes out there with a hurt hand and catches a bubble screen and hurts his hand again. I think that is one thing I do not want to see is any more bubble screens from this offense. There was a play Nate Tice uh, from The Athletic shared it on X on Twitter where Nate Hobbs, a quarterback for the Raiders, was just planning to attack balls over the middle and he actually jumped up for a ball that was actually going to the outside just instinctually trying to get in front of it I'd love to see the Dolphins attack more outside kind of get away from being that team just attacks over the middle as well yeah and you know hopefully they can do they can do things like that hopefully they can I really I, I personally want to see this ground game get back to where it was earlier in the season I really do think a lot is going to depend on the Dolphins running the football well uh, moving forward, like you said, Josh, if if they are to be the team that we hope they can be, that we've expected them to be uh, all season long, a team that can go deep into the playoffs, possibly make a Super Bowl, this ground game has to get back to where it was. And, and I think on a short week on the road in conditions where it's going to be a little bit chillier uh, than, than these South Floridians uh, would love, you, you got to be able to run the rock. And if you run the ball and you play good defense, they always tell you that's the recipe for a championship team. So, so run the ball, let's run the ball. Let, let's, let's, let's do it. Well, I know they've got two backup uh, offensive guards on that offensive line. And that's kind of, you know, messing things up a little bit. It's making things a little bit more difficult in terms of being able to run the ball. But I think, you know, with another week of practice under their belt, you know, you got Lester Cotton at the left guard spot and Liam Eikenberg at the right guard spot. I think you can piece enough together to get something done. And then if that doesn't work, we go back to that, that quick passing game. Um, 
you mentioned no more bubble screens, but didn't they score a touchdown on a, on a screen to Savon Ahmed against the Raiders, Jake? I feel like calling that a screen isn't fair. I mean, that was such an incredible play where they it really did, was where Connor Williams broke out. And, and I mean, doesn't that scream illegal man downfield? That's what I thought was going to happen on that play. If there, I'll, I'd give it to you if there was one more lineman, but seeing how there was little, only one lineman, it's too much of a sneak attack to be called a screen. I audibly out loud said, what are you doing? Oh, touchdown. Okay, cool. <laughs> I just saw like four or five Raiders in that, in that general direction. Still don't know how he fit the ball in there, but uh, anyway, for a touchdown, I was like, ah, oh, cool. Neat. What do I know? Nothing. Yeah, it was literally the perfect play call. I think they were blitzing off with the left side, and he just found Salvin Ahmed. And I don't know, Jake, how it was an illegal man downfield. You guess you got to get the little measure out and maybe measure that. But I think I'm with you, Merrick. We're getting closer to December. We know how the Miami Dolphins play when the weather starts to change. I guess maybe that's more so to a time low at times. But um, I want to see them get back to the running game and doing what, you know, they they do very well. They do both things very well. But um, you're get, you potentially have Robert Hunt coming back. Go up there and, and, you know, bully that Jets defensive line who is so talented. And that should set things up, you know, from success there. But um, I would have no issue if they went up there and started throwing the ball, especially to our boy Jalen Waddle, get him more involved. See Tyree Kill go up there. I mean, he's going to put up 100 yards at least, right? I mean, it seems like that's just I hope. who – Yeah, that's just who he's he is. He's getting but, closer. Mean, he's getting closer to that record, that 2,000-yard mark. It's going to be a dogfight, though. That's what I keep thinking about. It's, it's going to be a lot um, tougher of a match than we expect, but let's rattle the hell out of Tim Boyle. Again, I don't know what a Tim Boyle is. Wasn't that Aaron Rodgers' backup with the uh, Packers? His third string. He wasn't even the backup because Jordan Love was the backup. Tim Matt, Boyle was your emergency quarterback. Now he's starting. Matt, Matt Flynn wasn't available. Is that what you're telling Tim me? Tim Boyle has started three games in the NFL. He has thrown three touchdowns. This is, my, this is our third clip, so let's not get too far ahead of us. Oh, okay. Gentlemen. <laughs> Josh has teased this three times already, so I'm going to have to take him behind the shed after this podcast. This is what happens but, when I don't read the uh, all your points before I come on here. The Dory brain, dude. I read it the other day. The the one thing I want to ask you guys, I mean, Tua's stats have been solid the last couple of weeks, but how important is it just to kind of have this receiving core getting healthy again? Braxton Barrios returned to practice in full. River Craycraft returned to action last week, and you could see that McDaniel breaking news like to ease guys back into the system. How important do you feel it's going to be to have that third option? And I don't want to discredit what Cedric Wilson has done, but just having that cliche generic slot receiver who just is always an answer when you need it. I think it's a, especially against this New York Jets defense with the, with those two star corners on the boundary there. I think it's imperative. You have that third option that you can go to. You got a couple of shifty dudes in, in Berrios and Craycraft that you can get the ball to on a third and four, third and five, somebody that gets you those six yards to move the chains. I, I think it's going to be a big deal. Yeah, and I'm sure it means everything to him, right? I mean, he was playing for the Jets a little bit ago. They decided not to, I guess, bring him back, and now he's here in Miami. So, yeah, I think it's going to mean everything. Um, we got the Robbie Chosen's name out there because he had, what, two catches last week. So uh, maybe he plays a little – oh, he's also having a revenge game. Uh-oh, breaking news. Uh -oh, revenge game yeah. for both of them. So uh, and maybe this isn't the Tyreek and Waddle show. Maybe this is the Chosen and Barrios show. And we saw how well Robbie was working with Tyreek during hard knocks, not on the football field, but on the basketball court. He was his rebound guy when, when Tyreek was just making those he, jump shots. He nailed a shot. He Robbie chose and drained one, too. I'm not a basketball dude, but uh, they were all those pretty guys, damn good. Great athletes, no matter the sport. Tyler Croft revenge game? Could that be, could that be the two touchdown plays? Tyler... I'm, no, I I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tyler Clyde Croft Gates, would even tell Clyde you Gates no. revenge game? <laughs> Let's just hope it's not a Thomas Morstead revenge game. Gentlemen, I have to say, 
I think Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips have the best Black Friday deal of them all, getting to face, as we continue to say, what on earth is a Tim Boyle, and an offensive line that allowed six sacks last week, an average of 5.3 over the last three games. A unit that's just Swiss cheese, man. It's this is this is the matchup I'm excited to watch come Friday. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you, you get these. Their offensive line was already bad, and now they've suffered more injuries and are starting even more reserve offensive linemen. And they're starting a backup quarterback who essentially is the Jets' third string quarterback, like or was at the start of the season. So, and they're starting him on a short week. Okay, so we got reserve offensive lineman, new quarterback who's starting on a short week. He will have very little, if any time at all, to develop chemistry with any of these receivers. He won't be going through his reads quickly. He'll be holding on to the ball longer than uh, than a, a normal quarterback would. And he doesn't have the scrambling ability that at least Zach Wilson does have. That is a recipe for a monster game from this defensive line. Like you said, Bradley Chubb, and Jalen Phillips and Andrew Van Ginkle and Christian, everybody, everybody should get their hands on Tim Boyle and, and they should bring him to the turf. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for strip sacks. I'm hoping for recoveries return for touchdowns. Like this defense should absolutely dominate on Friday. And that's going to be real fun to watch, real fun to watch. It is, but I'm trying not to smile listening to you say all this, talking about Tim Boyle starting three games. I mean, would it not be so Dolphins for us to have these Super Bowl aspirations to lose the mother effing Tim Boyle in that Swiss cheese offensive line? But all jokes aside, I think uh, it's going to be more of that uh, Nadamakid Sue and Cam Wake when they met at Bryce Petty type stuff. I mean, you guys are both saying it. This defense should be licking their chops at the opportunity. Yes, they have some good playmakers. You will see some battles between Jalen Ramsey, Garrett Wilson. We'll see what Brees Hall can do. But um, I think the Dolphins' defensive line should absolutely have a, a monster day. And I'm intrigued to see how Vic Fangio, you know, uses his playmakers to attack a guy like Tim Boyle who, you know, are, are you going to attack? Are you just going to let him sit back there and, and read his eyes and get the picks? I mean, how are they going to attack this dude? But um, if you're Tim Boyle, you're probably losing sleep at night for sure. Josh, I, I want to ask you off of that. Speaking of Miami's playmakers, if you're Nathaniel Hackett, if you're the Jets coaching staff, I mean, this Jets offense has been absolutely awful all year. I mean, the, the play designs, all of it's been a mess. The, the offensive play calling was Aaron Rodgers. It was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, you're pursuing a, a fantasy football championship, so obviously you want a bunch of Breeze Hall. I understand that. But you have Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips, and then you have Defensive Player of the Week, Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard out wide. If you're that coaching staff, how how are you trying to attack this off this defense? Is it just get it out quick? You're playing in a 10-yard box? I mean, you're hoping that, right? But, I, I mean, I feel like they're going to come out and try to at least establish the run because you mentioned Brees Hall. That's probably one of their, their biggest playmakers. And then we still got Dalvin Cook there that they're paying, you know, X amount of money to to give some carries. So they do have a nice two-headed mo- I can't. I don't even know if you can call Dalvin Cook nice, and I'm saying that after sitting here saying we should have signed him. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're just hoping that something works out. You try to get that ball to Boyle's hand. Don't let Chubb and Jalen Phillips impact the game. But um, then you're worried about Jalen Ramsey and X on the outside. I mean, it, it's definitely a problem. I think I would try to run the football with Brees Hall because I do think um, he can make some plays, like you mentioned. I think he had a big game against us last time but um yeah you're just you're just praying something happens don't let tim boyle um lose you the game i guess is what i'd be hoping for if you're nathaniel hackett but um yeah glad i'm not the jets but i can always say that 
I don't know. I guess if I was a Jets fan, I'd be hoping that I choked on a turkey bone on Thanksgiving. Sim to the end of the season. Game on Friday. This is mad. You would just be simming. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, speaking of Dalvin Cook, do you think he tries to sneak onto the Miami Dolphins team bus after they lose to the Dolphins on Friday? Do we even want him? <laughs> no. That he, that, that's why he's got right? a sneak on. That's why he's got a sneak on. Merrick, what do we got to see out of Jalen Phillips on uh, Friday to really start calling this guy Mr. Fourth Quarter? I mean, you look at what he did last week, two sacks and an interception where I think I, – I forgot who the defensive lineman who was pressuring Wilson was. It was or, Wilkins. You're right. Wilkins, I think he's still in yeah, the pod. Christian it was Wilkins. Wilkins. It was Christian yeah. Wilkins uh, pressuring AOC, and I think he's actually the one who kind of was the one who tackled Jalen Phillips. So what do you want to see out of this <laughs> Sunday where we can really start calling Jalen Phillips Mr. Fourth Quarter? And that kind of seems pretty exciting when you're entering the final stretch of the season. Well, I want to see him hurdle Christian Wilkins and take the ball in for the score this time. I, I want to see the pick six, but uh, no, I want to see more of the same because that was Jalen Phillips' best game of the season so far. He was battling injuries early on. So I want to see him stay healthy, one. And two, I want to see him get to that quarterback. I want to see him wreak havoc. I, I want to see him do damage. Uh, and I want to see these guys contain Brees Hall. Like you mentioned it, Josh, Brees Hall, and you as well, Jake. Brees Hall is one of their best offensive players, uh, could quite possibly be their best offensive player. He was coming back from an ACL injury earlier in the season, but he is back to 100%. He's at full force right now. Unfortunately, he plays behind that offensive line, and he's going to have a quarterback in Tim Boyle trying to move the ball down the field and put him in advantageous situations where he could possibly score a touchdown. I just don't see it happening. You know, Brees Hall's a good player, and if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback of this Jets team, I'd be a little bit more afraid of him. But just like Josh Jacobs last week, again, Josh Jacobs, great, great running back, but he had a rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, leading that offense. So it just it didn't scare me that much. And Aiden O'Connell is probably significantly better than Tim Boyle. So uh, Reese Hall, not going to be too scary for me. But as far as Jalen Phillips goes, get to that quarterback, contain Brees Hall, keep doing what you're doing, because right now you're, you're a heavy contributor to this defense. I think Jalen Ramsey even said he would have given his Defensive Player of the Week award to Jalen Phillips and not himself. And, and that's a, a great thing for for a teammate to say, but uh, just keep doing what you're doing, young guy, because you're killing it. I was going to joke, we want to see his abs, right? We want to see those, but I mean, <laughs> he's absolutely playing out of his mind. I think it's fun watching these groups kind of battle, right? Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, I'm sure they're out there battling for receptions, things like that. You see, I'm sure X and Jalen Ramsey are pushing each other. And then you got Bradley Chubb and, and Jalen Phillips, like you mentioned, closing out games. So I don't know that we need to see anything more out of him, Jake. I mean, we just need those timely sacks interceptions, forced fumbles that we continue to see. But this defense gets better every week. And, I mean, it's really been since Jalen Ramsey's come back. Tim Boyle in his career is 0-3 as a starter. Uh, Merrick, sorry I cut you off earlier. What, what was that What was that elegant stat you wanted to share about Tim Boyle's uh, stats? Like, like you said, 0-3. So he started three games in the National Football League. He has thrown for three touchdowns total and six interceptions over those three games. So averaging two interceptions per game started – um, I believe he was starting for the Lions just a, just a couple years ago uh, after, what was that, Matthew Stafford went down? Was that it? Uh, that I don't right. know. Yeah. yeah, something like that, something like sure. that. But uh, so, so, yeah, maybe we can, uh, maybe we can see Jalen Ramsey, you know, get those numbers up even more. Although if I was Tim Boyle, if I was coaching Tim Boyle, I would tell him, you see number five over there? Don't even think about it. 
Do not even think about it. You're not on his level. Don't try to get a ball past him. Don't even look at him. Just uh, just don't do it. But uh, we can get these interceptions, interception numbers up for the Miami Dolphins. What are they? They're negative four turnover differential so far. You think we can get back to even this game? I want to know where you asked Tim Boyle to throw the football. <laughs> you got Cater Co in the slot. You got Xavier Howard on the other side. Where's exactly where are these dudes supposed to throw the football? Zach Conklin, not to Brees Hill. I thought you, I, I'm surprised. So I thought you were going to take that stat one step farther. Uh, Tim Boyle is a gentleman that since he got to college, he has 15 touchdowns and 35 interceptions. His senior good. year in college, he had 11 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. I'll let you guys do the math on that and see how great his career has been so far. Where do you think will be Miami's first opportunity to make this a disaster game? Because these tickets, these tickets, we're going with that. These tickets ain't cheap and it's a primetime game. How quickly would you see this Jets fan base turning on someone like Tim Boyle? And I have to imagine the bluebirds coming from him is going to shake him just as much, if not more than Zach Wilson, who at least has gotten used to the bluebirds after three, four years. <laughs> I love that. I really love that. That, that. that is actually what he's gotten better at over his career, Zach Wilson, dealing with the booze. Nothing else. Not actually gotten better at playing quarterback in the National Football League, just gotten better at dealing with the booze. That sums up Zach Wilson's career perfectly. But, uh, yeah, when do I think it's going to happen? Like, almost immediately. Like I, I think if there's not a turnover on that first possession for the Jets, certainly a three and out. And I think those Jets fans are just so – especially if you go by, you know, what you're reading on social media right now coming from that fan base. I think they're very frustrated with the team this year. They went into the season with with very high hopes after uh, acquiring Aaron Rodgers in the offseason and four plays, four plays into their year, everything went up in flames. And, and they've managed to, to eke out a few wins. So you give them credit, uh, mainly because of that defense there. But the pressure that they put on that defense, they can only hold up for so long. And they're and the the they're starting to spring leaks in the boat, if you know what I mean. So uh the Bills put up a, a good amount of points against them last week. We'll see if the Dolphins can do that this week. But uh I would expect things to go south for Tim Boyle and that Jets offense very, very quickly. Yeah, I was going to say right away, too. I mean, I feel like by the end of the first quarter, the Boo Birds are going to be out. I mean, do we see Trevor Simeon in this game? Is he not QB2 for the Jets? I mean, um, I, I don't know. I just don't know how they're going to handle this, and I think it's going to unravel pretty quickly for them. We'll go with the first drive. Like Merrick said, forced strip fumble from uh, Jalen Phillips, recovered by Chubb, and it's touchdown. That's not Well, if there's, if there's one thing you can say about people from New York City is they're very rational, they're very calm individuals. They're from Jersey, know? though. They're in like the, the toilet of the United States. I think States. that's even worse. Okay. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's worse. There's no place worse that I've ever been, though. Newark than, Airport, baby. Than the Jersey. Nothing worse. I don't know, man. They make you pay to come back from Jersey if you like accidentally go on the bridge. That's how you got paid to get out of that place. Merrick, this is a fun episode because we get everybody's previews or everybody's predictions. Usually it's just you and the squad, but we got to keep with the traditions. Um, how, how about you kick us off here with some uh, final predictions for Friday's game? Yes, sir. All right. We'll start with me. Uh, I I think 
I think the Dolphins are going to control this game. I think the defense is is going to play really well. I think, like I said, I think the Dolphins are going to focus on that running game a little bit more, which could shorten this game a little bit. Maybe the offense won't put up as many points as some some fans are hoping. Um, please don't have a meltdown on social media if that happens, guys. Wins are wins, and they're good to have. Um, but I, I'm I'm predicting a twenty to six Miami Dolphins victory. No touchdown scored by that Jets offense. They might get themselves a field goal or two. Maybe there is a turnover by the Dolphins offense and, and you know the Jets aren't able to advance the ball, but they're able to kick a field goal. But I'm predicting 20 to 6 for the Miami Dolphins over the New York Jets. Um, my oldest, or excuse me, my youngest son is predicting a 20 to 13 victory. And my oldest son is predicting a 27 to 13 victory. So he is a, a little bit more optimistic about this offense. And, and you know what? I hope he's right. Maybe we'll do a combination between him and me. Maybe 27 to 6 sounds real good. Then everyone can be happy. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great to me. I was gonna say 24 to 6 before we even started talking. So I'm I'm gonna stick to 24 to 6. Um, but I, I feel like the Dolphins are going to get back on track offensively. You know, we're gonna see the defense absolutely shut down Tim Boyle, and um it should be that victory that we all expect playing the Jets because um I don't know that we could all recover if they lost this game. I mean, they would it would just put such a damper on the weekend. And we all were so excited just to be able to sit back, relax, and watch football and intrigued to see, you know, what comes of this, right? I mean, this is our second week now. Dolphins versus Jets, whatever happens this week, we'll be able to watch on Tuesday and um, just sit back and enjoy. So I think Devon Achan and Raheem Mostert, they'll be the star of the show. We're going to get that run game going. Run game, defense, like Merrick said, that's what wins Super Bowls, 24 to 6. Merrick, you said 6 first, but I, I already had that in my head. So oh, that's okay. One thing we didn't discuss, though, is if the Dolphins do win this game, you further diminish the chances of Aaron Rodgers returning this season because he's only going to come back if the Jets are in playoff contention. And the Jets are going to need to win some football games here in the next couple weeks to make that happen. So it's a it's a win-win for the Dolphins. You get a win on the scoreboard, and you also diminish the chance, chances that you see Aaron Rodgers in that uh, – later game against the Jets when they visit Hard Rock Stadium. Also, did you know that of the Dolphins' six remaining games, four of them are at home? They only have two more road games, one of them being this Friday. Or excuse me, two more after this Friday, excuse me. Yeah, the Dolphins are currently two and three on the road. Uh, falling to two and four would definitely damper th- put a damper on things. Uh, how much of your guys' decision to Make the Dolphins score uh, their score a little lower has to do with them struggling against the Raiders. I don't know. I just, I guess I don't really look at the offense as struggling against the Raiders. I think the turnovers are, are really what kept points off the board there. Um, so I just feel like with an added focus on that, and it does feel like Tua is focusing on that. He talked about it in the post game presser. We saw him talking about it in the locker room on that Hard Knocks episode that aired last night. Um, we didn't talk about that episode, Jake. Did you? You weren't a fan of it? I, I don't know. It didn't give you the warm and fuzzies on the inside? I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as warm and fuzzies. The only thing that's going to give you warm and fuzzies is, is a win comes like 6 o'clock on Friday. That, that's where my warm and Yeah, we must be sickos. I, I had warm and fuzzies. I posted a literal picture of my goosebumps from just watching <laughs> a trailer. Like, I was a sicko watching this thing. But I can I see love where you're it. coming from. They it's have 4K. Fun. No, I'm going to be a hater, too. It, it's definitely fun. It, I, I like just, you know, seeing the seeing the behind the scenes, going into the locker room. You got to see, you know, how everybody interacts with each other at halftime, which is something that we don't normally Christian get Christian Wilkins, see, how so. he dances. What a great dancer. They definitely dancer. take dumps at halftime, right? They have to be creeping. 
<laughs> it's I know, I tough would. getting those pants on and off with the pads in there and the belts and it's, it's difficult. But- but Jake mentioned, uh, you know, why do we have a lower score? Technically, we both had them going above what they did last week, right? I mean, they was 2013. I got 24-6. So um, they're still putting up a little bit more points, and I think that says a lot when you look at this Jets defense who's, um, you know, arguably better than what we saw last week against the Raiders. So um, we'll see what gives. I just hope the Dolphins don't let us down because um, I feel like we've been here before. Yeah, I completely agree. Turnovers change the tone of everything a week ago. I think this is going to be a Dolphins team, or I'm hoping – they're treating this like a job interview. You're just going in, nice, clean suit and tie. You have your answers prepared. You know exactly what you're going to do. And you walk out hoping that you're just slightly better than everybody else. Um, there is a concern that this offense can't put up that 40, that 70 points again, and that's okay, right? There are little growing pains throughout the season. There are going to be times where this offense truly struggles. Mike McDaniel said it before. I think it was after that. 70 to 20 win that the Dolphins are going to need to win some 10 to three games. I just love for the Dolphins to go in. And I agree with you guys completely like a 24 to six will look so fantastic because that not only says that the Dolphins kept the ball clean, it's that they kept trying to run the football all day long. And that also tells me since, you know, the wheels weren't blown off the game that the jets were so scared to try anything. They were also burning the clock. So I'd love to see the Dolphins embrace that. But I know at the end of the day, there is nothing Mike McDaniel wants to do more than do a keg stand where he gets to launch the ball downfield to Tyreek Hill. And that might be one of the one of the things we have to watch throughout the remainder of the year is if Mike McDaniel can control himself uh, when the Dolphins just need to go there and just do their job, take care of business simply without, you know, chugging six beers. So we've all got the Jets scoring no more than six points, correct? Yeah, I think I, I like six. They'll score like a touchdown on the first drive now. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, now we'll for sure. All right, so if they if they score more than six, then we all must agree that next week's episode we will all do in the nude. Deal? I mean, it's it's a podcast. It won't it's, go it's, on it's, YouTube, so yeah, we'll do it. We can just we we could just say that we're we're naked. That is it. I'm very thankful for you both. Merrick, you have said it all. I have no other way to end this podcast. But thank you all so much for listening to another Dolphins podcast. We hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy football. It's week 12. We'll be back on Saturday. Anton Staley, beat writer for the New York Jets, <laughs> will be joining me on Saturday for to recap the game. But until then, have a wonderful weekend. And most importantly, fins up. Fins up. Happy Thanksgiving, fins up. It's dangerous when you're new.